0: What's good, JCC family? It's a new year. It's a new month. It's a new Sabbath. And that means it's time for a new series. I'm really excited about this series. And I'm calling it Words for 2022. You see, in the course of my little life experience, and as I've been living on this earth, I've understood that certain words are very crucial and important to guide us, especially when we are far from people that we love, when we are far from guidance. And the truth of the matter is, Jesus is right here with us, but physically he's in heaven. And I remember when I was grow- growing up, oftentimes my dad would have to give me certain words to remind me before I went to a certain place. And even when I was planning to go and uh, study in the Philippines, my dad called me up, he gave me a message. Just remind me of who I was. Just remind me of my identity. And so this series is purposed in that way. I have packaged it like that, that these are words that are to help you because you're about to begin a journey of 12 months, 52 weeks, and 365 days. It's going to be long. And there'll be moments and seasons where you will need to remember certain words. You need to keep certain things in your mind and in your system so that when things become hard or when you. You would lean upon these words and they would serve as a spiritual inspiration for you. So we're going to begin our first word for the day in Revelation chapter 2, verse 1 to number 7. This is where I'm finding the first word for 2022. So if you have your Bibles, I would like you to flip over to Revelation chapter 2 and verse 1. And I'm going to read until verse number 7. The text says like this to the angel of the church of Ephesus, write, These things, the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks among the seven golden lampstands, I know your works, your toil, and your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear those who are evil. But I've tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and I found them to be false. I know you're enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have now grown weary. But I have this against you. That you have abandoned the love you had at first. But I have this against you. That you have abandoned the love that you had at first. Remember, therefore, from where you are, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works. See, I got the King James Version in my head, so I'm reading it like I'm reading the King James Version, so I want to read that again. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Yet this you have, you hate the work of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He was an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who conquers, I'll grant to eat of the tree of life which is in the which is in the paradise of God. The first word for twenty twenty two remember. Remember. Let's pray. Mighty God. Give me concision of speech. Give me conviction of heart and clarity of mind. Oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And I pray, Lord, that Jesus be seen today. I pray, Lord, that this will not be the work of a man. But Father, you will take the work of a man and make it your own work. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. When Jesus says, remember where you have fallen, uh, the Greek term means something that is to help you to never forget. The Greek term is where we get our English term mnemonic. What is a mnemonic? Mnemonic is a device that allows you to encode information easily and also to decode that information. And then when you need that information, then you can easily retrieve it. For example, a mnemonic can be a poem. It can be a phrase, it can be a sentence, it can be an image, it can be be a phrase. So I have gathered a few mnemonics here just to bring a little bit into the shamanic moment. Uh, just to help you to really relate to what I'm I'm trying to say. One mnemonic that people utilize is the word fear, F-E-A-R. And so the mnemonic of that is face everything and rise. That's how some people look at fear. That it's not supposed to take you away from the situation but rather you are to face the situation and rise up and and be strong. Another mnemonic, this one I like, I used to use it for my mathematic studies, PEMDAS and students use PEMDAS for remembering the order of operations, PEMDAS, P for parentheses. That's the first thing you would solve in an equation. Then after the P you look at exponents, then you solve the exponents then after the exponents you will look at the multiplication then after the multiplication you look at the division and then after the division you look at the addition then after the addition then you look at the subtraction so pemdas to help students remember the order of operations there's another mnemonic which is roy g biv which remember which helps students remember the colors on a spectrum roy G Biv. Red, orange, yellow, Roy B G Biv. So red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. Roy G Biv. And then there's, there's another one. When you have injured yourself, and and maybe you have a sprained ankle and you wanna uh, treat that. People will tell you rice, which is uh, raise. Mm. See, see now now I'm forgetting forgetting what what, what that means, right? Right. Rest, <laughs> ice, compress, elevate. So a mnemonic is a means to help you. To remember certain information. And, And when you need this information, then you can utilize this information so that it can be a blessing to you in the time that you need it. In other words, a mnemonic is a tool to help you to be an artist of memory. To help you to be good at handling information. To help you to be a master of keeping certain critical information in your heart. And right here, the first thing I wanna drop in 2022, that you will need to be an artist of memory and you need to be an artist of keeping certain information in your mind. And that information has to do with the one you call your Lord and your savior, Jesus Christ. It has to do with how you keep certain information in your system about the person, about the life, about the work of Jesus so that when you need this information, uh, you're going to easily retrieve it and to utilize it. Uh, Allow me to help you that 2022 is a long journey. It consists of 12 months, 52 weeks, and 365 days. It is going to bring heartaches. It is going to bring setbacks. It is going to bring struggles and challenges. And allow me to let you know that the only way you're going to be able to get through it is when you utilize certain information that you have about God, that you have about Jesus, that you're gonna utilize this information so that it's gonna take you to the next level. When you're faced with a loss, uh, will you be able to look at Jesus and say, you know what, (laughs) Jesus lost everything. He lost his life. He lost support from his disciples. He lost support from his family. So if he lost stuff, I can look at Jesus and Jesus can help me as well in my season of loss. Uh, when you are tempted in 2022, you can also look at Jesus who was tempted in all points, yet without sin. The devil came to him and he said, If you are the Son of God, turn this into bread. But yet you remember what Jesus said. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So when you are tempted, when you are tempted to think that God doesn't care about you, when you are tempted to think that you have lost everything and and now you want to act on your own power to bring something to pass, you remember what Jesus said that I will not live by my own strength, but I will remember that I need to live by the word of God. 2022 is going to twist you up. And in the life of Jesus, he was twisted up. Yeah, but you'll see him that he stayed steady and he stayed on course. And he finished his mission. And so this sermon, this, this first word for 2022, is a means for you to remember Jesus better to see him better, to know him better, so that you can walk with him better and live for him better. Uh, This year, I want you to go up to the next level of your spiritual life, to the next level of your spiritual experience, so that Jesus will truly become your best of friends. So Jesus, in our passage, is speaking to the church of Ephesus. And he tells John, to the angel of the church of Ephesus write, And it's a beautiful thing right here because Jesus likes to send messages to his people Uh, because the spoken word can disappear like dew after it's been hit by the sun. But the written word does last over time. And so Jesus says uh, to the church of Ephesus, to my people at Ephesus, write these things. You see, Ephesus came to Christ in a very interesting way. Much like Indonesia, the city of Ephesus was on the port it had access to the sea and so it was an economic powerhouse Uh, many moved to ephesus uh, to settle there because business was good but ephesus did not only bolster economic advantage ephesus did not only bolster a career advantage Ephesus did not only allow people to advance in their jobs but Ephesus also was a tourist attraction. It was like a jogja. It was like a Bali. People came and flocked there. and did not flock there because of the beaches of Ephesus. They flocked there because of the temple of Diana or Artemis. The temple of Diana was this temple where people who believed in the goddess of a fertility would come here to find a means and a way to be prospered. Some were looking for children. Somewhere were looking to get over their infertility problems. Some of them were looking to grow their business. So they will come to the temple of Artemis in order to to worship this goddess and some of the people living in ephesus like demetrius according to acts chapter 18 they made a living from from put from fashioning metal of the temple of artemis and so when paul came to the shores of ephesus and he started to preach the gospel of jesus christ it was not received well in fact people looked at paul and said paul What's this? And Demetrius was the head of the snake in the riot that took place to get rid of Paul. But praise God that there was a magistrate in, in, in Ephesus uh, who said, no, 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 let's not destroy this thing. If this thing is really true, let's see if, if it's going to take root. And praise the Lord that some people in Ephesus turned away from the temple of Artemis. Some people in Ephesus turned away from their dream and they accepted Jesus Christ and the city of Ephesus became one of the lights in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that is why we have the book of Ephesians because it was addressed to the church of Ephesus. That is why we're reading about Ephesus in the book of Revelation. And when you read the book of Acts and in several other places, the church of Ephesus is mentioned because even though it was hard for Christianity to find itself in Ephesus, yet Christianity found itself in the, in the city of Ephesus. Why do I say all of this? I'm trying to say all of this is because someone listening to me can relate to the situation of Ephesus. The way you came to Christ was not easy. You had to give up certain things in order to accept Jesus Christ. You had to turn away from a family institution to follow Jesus Christ. You had to abandon some of your friends to follow Jesus Christ. But yet you have followed Jesus Christ. And allow me to let you know that Jesus has a message for you today. As somebody spoke to me and says, Pastor, ever since I followed Jesus, it's been harder for me to uh, interact with my family. Allow me to let you know that sometimes it is going to be like that. That the more you accept Jesus, the more you live for Jesus, it is going to be a lot harder and a lot more difficult. But today, Jesus has a message for you, and he tells John, John, to the church of Ephesus, right? And I want you to notice how Jesus is introduced in this particular passage. Uh, The Bible says that Jesus is the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand. And he is the one who walks among the seven golden lampstand. The seven stars are church leaders or pastors. Uh, The lampstand represents church or the church members. Uh, So let me let you know, the first thing you need to remember about Jesus is that he is keenly interested in what is going on in his church. He knows exactly what is going on with the church leaders. He knows exactly what is going on with the church members. And so remember that Jesus has not left you alone, uh, that Jesus has not left you to somebody else, but he himself is holding up his leaders and he himself is walking around in the church. You see, parents sometimes will give their children over to a boarding school. And principals and teachers will look over their children. Uh, Sometimes we will give our lives over to a pilot. And we will entrust a pilot to get us to a certain destination. Some of us will entrust our lives to a Grab driver. And and we will will believe that this Grab driver is going to get us to the destination we need to get to. Uh, But I got news today. And the news is this, that Jesus does not give us in the charge of somebody else to look over us. Jesus himself is right there looking over us and watching over us because Jesus Christ is responsible for what he creates. Jesus Christ is responsible for what he makes. Jesus Christ looks over this. And I love the picture. The text says he's holding up the seven stars in his hand. In other words, he's saying to any person who is a spiritual leader, Like myself, you don't have to worry if you're going to make it because Jesus is holding you in his hand. And I love the song. And it goes like this. He got the whole world in his hands. He got the whole wide world in his hands. He got the whole wide world in his hands. He got the whole world in his hands. hands." So, So the thing is, if Jesus has a whole world in his hands, what about you? The text would say that the very hairs on our head are numbered. The text would say that he knows of the sparrow and he feeds the sparrow. And so you don't have to worry about what's going to hold you up in 2022. Jesus himself is going to hold you up. Ain't that good news? That's an amen moment right there. That Jesus himself is going to be holding you up as you're going through 2022. And the text says that Jesus is walking around the lampstand. He's walking around the church. And this is a beautiful thing for somebody to get into your spirit. Uh, You see, sometimes uh, those who are entrusted to look over us spiritually, whether it be pastors or whether it be people in our family circle, they may not always do a good job. They may sleep on the job. Uh, but the Greek says Jesus is peripetaoing in the church. In fact, it's where we get the word for uh, circumference. Jesus is walking around. Watch me now. He's walking around the church. He's walking around the lampstand. He's walking around the church. He's walking around the lampstands. He's, lampstand. He's walking around the church. Uh, which means that you don't have to worry. If you got somebody looking over you, the pastor may not be watching over you, people may not be praying for you, but Jesus is walking around looking around for your situation. And so, I need somebody to remember in 2022 that Jesus is watching over your life, and that is good news today. And we got so many things that are watching us we got CCTV as you enter certain places, uh, we got the government using. Tools like Pegasus watching over their own citizens and spying over their own citizens. And we got other people watching us on on Instagram, watching us on Facebook. They're always looking at us. Uh, But beyond them, beyond these things, it is Jesus who is looking over you. It is Jesus watching over you. And I'm glad because that can help me to go to sleep at night. That can help me to be at peace when I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death because Jesus is watching over my life. And so in 2022, when it becomes dark, when you feel alone, when you feel like nobody cares, when you feel like the thing is in the garbage and is in the dumpster, understand that Jesus is watching over your life and he is not going to sleep on the job. He is not going to vacate the job. He's not going to resign because he loves you that much and he cares for you that much. Somebody under the sound of my voice feels alone. Somebody under the sound of my voice feels like you got no support. You feel like nothing is working out. Understand that Jesus is watching over you. And so what he does, he tells John, John, I want you to write something else. In verse 2 to 3, and this is what he tells John to write. He says to John, I know your works. He's telling the church of Ephesus, I know your works. I know your toil. I know your patient endurance. I know how you cannot bear those who are evil, but I've tested those who call themselves apostles and are not and found them to be false. I know. In fact, the, the Greek term means to see. And when you have seen, you have evidence. And that, that's so logical in this particular text because Jesus is walking around, so he has firsthand experience. And Jesus right here says, I want you to write to the church. I know their works. I know how much energy they're putting into it. I know my, how much effort they're making. I know their struggles. And, and sometimes, isn't it a beautiful thing just to hear somebody tell you, I, I, I know the effort that you're making. I, I know what you what you are doing. I mean, Look, I see that had it not been for you, this family could not survive. You're going to work, busting your behind, making sure that the bills are always paid, making sure that the kids have what they need, making sure that um, we have food on the table. You know, sometimes you just need somebody to talk to you and to appreciate what it is that you're doing, for somebody to recognize the labor that you're putting into it. And right here, Jesus is saying, I know it. I just don't know it. I see it. And I want you to understand, brother and sister, God sees it. God sees how much effort you're putting into your family. God sees how much effort you're putting into your church. God sees how much effort you're putting into your business. God sees it. He says, I know your works. He says, "Here in the text here, says, I know how you cannot bear with those who are, are, are false apostles. In other words, Jesus is saying, I know how moral you are. And I want somebody to understand, Jesus knows how pure you have been keeping yourself. Jesus knows how you've been very legit and you've been very accurate with your hours at work. You have not tried to get over your boss and you've been very faithful. Jesus says, I know that. I know you're a very moral person. I know you're a very straight person. I know you're doing the right thing. And sometimes we feel tired. We feel tired and we feel worn out by doing good things. But, but but Jesus here wants somebody to understand. No, 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 no. Listen. Do not be worried if others don't see you. Do not be worried if you're not getting our recognition. If you're not getting the podium and being recognized for the effort you're putting. But I see it. And in 2022, please understand. God will also see it when others don't see it. So please Remember. That Jesus is watching over your life. And therefore, he sees everything. And therefore, you can smile when no one is giving you recognition. Are you so what I'm saying? Because you're not living your life for other people. You're living your life knowing that I'm serving Jesus Christ. And therefore, if only God recognizes it, I'm good with it. I'm going to be cool with it. So Jesus says to the church, I know your works. I know your labor. I know how much effort you're putting into it. Now I'm here to let somebody know Jesus also sees it. And he recognizes it. And you have a reward and award with him already, even if you're not getting it right here on earth. And right here, uh, the beautiful thing is, is that Jesus is saying to us and to you, is that when we have accepted him and when we are living for him, He will sustain us. He will take care of us. He will look over us. He will not just start something and let it go. It's it's what a mother does when she gives birth to a child. She just doesn't give birth to that child and leave the child alone. No, what she does is she watches over the child. She makes sure that the child when the child has spoiled and soiled uh, him or herself, she makes sure that she's there to take out the diaper. She makes sure that she's there to give the needed nutrition for the baby, whether it be breast milk or it be formula. A mother does the very best to make sure that what she has birthed, she will sustain and she will watch over. She will make sure that she's right there present and looking over it. And that is what God does. That when he has given birth to us, when we have become a new creation in Jesus, when we have said, Lord, I'm going to follow you, he just doesn't put us in a place of being born again and being left alone. No, he says, I'm gonna sustain you. I'm gonna look over you. I'm gonna take you over the top every step of the way, I'm going to be right there with you. You will never be alone. And I want somebody to take that by faith and understand that you are never, ever alone. Understand that God is walking with you. Understand that God is holding you up. Understand that in 2022, you will make it not because of how good you are, not because of how well you do at your job, not because you are making money and being a provisional father, not because you are being a good homemaker as a mother, not because you're giving back your 10%. You're not going to make it because of that, not because you're avoiding temptation, not because you're keeping yourself from eating things that are harmful to your body. That is not what is going to sustain you. No, no, no. It is Jesus who's going to sustain you because he's watching over you. He's walking with you and he's right there behind behind you. He's right there in front of you. And that is good news today that as we are walking and living in 2022, we ain't alone. So Jesus says to the church, I know your works. I know what's going on. I know it. But then in verse four, Jesus says to the church, but I have something against you. You have left the love that you had at first. Right here, I want to introduce you to tension. See, I like introducing you to tension in texts because these tension in texts are are there to help us to relate to the texts. Brian Chappell in his book, Christ Center Preaching, calls this tension, fallen condition focus. In other words, every text will have a fallen condition focus. It will have a situation that is a struggle for human beings that the text is trying to address in order to meet their needs. And this is a beautiful thing of the Bible. It was never written in a vacuum. It was always written to address a situation that had been left vacant because of sin in people's lives. And so the the, the fallen condition focus in this text is that we have a church that is laboring for Jesus, that is working for Jesus, but yet they have abandoned the love that they had for Jesus at first. In other words, Jesus is not their prime motivation for the things that they are doing. Do you know it is possible to do things for God? It is possible to serve Jesus, yet not love Jesus. This is what Jesus had to tell Martha, 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 you are cumbered about and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed and you don't have it, yet your sister does. It is what David says, one thing that I've desired of the Lord, that is I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. It is what Paul says, I forget the things that are behind me, but I keep pushing forward so that I might attain the prize of the high calling of God in Christ, uh, because it's important for you to understand that the Savior always comes before your service that your savior always become always comes before your labor in other words in 2022 you need to keep it in your mind that jesus must come first before anything else and the church of ephesus is keeping jesus in the picture as a frame for the picture but not as the main center of attraction in the picture it is possible to keep jesus As the frame of the picture of our lives. But yet he is not the picture itself. And this is what the church has done. That they are laboring for Jesus. That they are working for the the benefit of Jesus. In fact Jesus says. I know you are doing it for my name's sake. Oh yeah 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 yeah. You can preach for Jesus. Uh, You can pray in the name of Jesus. Uh, You can give in the name of Jesus. Uh, you can plant a church in the name of Jesus. You can do a certain ministry for Jesus. You can feed the poor as a ministry for, for, for Jesus. Uh, you can teach those who don't know English as a ministry uh, for Jesus. Uh, you can travel the streets of Jakarta and be throwing away 5,000 rupees uh, in the name of Jesus for the name of Jesus, but yet Jesus not be the center of that. So Jesus is saying, you have your priorities mixed up. And so please understand, remember this for 2022, that the Savior Jesus should come before your service for Jesus. It's more important that Jesus is in front of you. Than him being behind of you. Jesus needs to lead your life. Jesus needs to lead your prayer life. Jesus needs to lead your study life. Jesus needs to lead your ministry life. Your pastoring life. He should be the center of that. And notice what Jesus says uh, to the church. You have forsaken me. You have left me. I am no longer important to you uh, in fact, to get a sense of what Jesus is saying here, we need to look at Matthew chapter 5 verse number 23 because right here we have somebody hmm? we have somebody who is praying and then they remember that I have a problem with my brother. so Jesus says, if that is you, you need to leave your gift at the altar, and then go and fix things with your brother and then come back to me. This is what Jesus is saying. I don't want you to stop working for me. I don't want you to stop laboring for me. But I just need you to come back to me. (laughs) I just need you to relate back to me. I just need you to make me the center of your life again. So please don't confuse service for salvation. Never ever confuse that. Never ever confuse that. You see, service for Jesus are like tires on a car. They make the car move easily. But the most important thing in a car is the engine, which gives the exhaust combustion and it allows the pistons to fire and there'll be combustion in, 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 the, in the gasket to make the car move. Jesus is that. He's the combustion. He is the engine. And he needs to be the one moving our spiritual car, if you will, and directing us. Because our service, like the wheels on a car, move because there is an engine. So our service to God always comes from a place of a saving relationship with Jesus. Uh, This is gospel truth I'm telling you right here. Jesus, through Moses, delivered the Israelites out of Egypt. He saved them first, then he said, serve me. That is the pattern that you must remember in 2022, that I must be in a saving relationship with Jesus, then when I've established my saving relationship with Jesus, then I will serve Jesus. Let my service be a fruit or an outcome of my salvation in Jesus. And when it's like that, then we will not get tired and weary. As some people speak to me, Pastor, I'm tired. I don't think that I want to do this service again in the new year. And I understand that. It makes sense because we can get tired. But could it be that sometimes we get tired for serving God simply because our motivation is not Jesus himself, but our motivation is something else? Maybe we want to uh, show that we are talented. Maybe we want to uh, improve the church. We can have many motivations. But when love for Jesus is the motivation when we love Him more than anything, then we are willing to persevere and endure because we are not doing this for people. We are doing it for Jesus. We are not giving for people. We are giving for Jesus. We are not preaching for people. We are preaching for Jesus. We are not singing for people. We are singing for Jesus. And if you can approach your faith experience like that, then it will make a lot of sense. But if you go to the Bible to simply mark off a reading plan, then for sure you get tired. But when you approach the Bible, and you say, I want to know Jesus. I want to connect to my Lord and my Savior. Then it'll be a joy. It'll be a love to read the word of God. You will enjoy it. You will love it. Oh yes, brother and sister, we got to be passionate about what we do. We got to be passionate about serving the Lord. But the greatest passion should come Because we love our Savior. Because we know what it means to be delivered from sin. We know what it means to be delivered from shame. We know what it means to be delivered from temptation. We know what it means to live a life of victory. And so if our service is coming from there, then it's going to be a beautiful thing. So in 2022, please remember, salvation must follow, must follow. Salvation must follow your connection to Jesus. And when you serve Him, it must happen from that particular place. You see, one of the things I love about Jesus is that when He has pointed out a problem, then He always provides a solution. And this is so crucial. uh, Because pointing out a problem without a solution can simply make the problem even worse and and put a heavy burden on somebody. So I love Jesus' approach because uh, he says, I got a solution for you. So he says to the church, remember, watch this, remember therefore, therefore, remember therefore where you have fallen. Repent And do the first works. So right here, let me give you a a, a mnemonic. R3. Remember, repent, return. Remember, repent, return. That's what Jesus says. Remember where you're falling. Remember where you made the mistake at. Remember what caused you to lose love for me. Go back to that place. Keep it in your mind encode it in your mind, entrench it in your mind. And for some of us, leaving Jesus was because we got into a certain particular group and therefore they start to influence us in a certain way and a certain mode of thinking, therefore we left Jesus. It might be important to remember that. For some of you, it might be important to remember that the moment you got this new promotion, you started praying less and started getting involved less. So you might want to remember that. For some of you, a relationship got in the way. You started valuing a person more than Jesus. So you might need to remember, you know what? I have prioritized my relationship more than Jesus. So you you might need to remember that because a fall always begins somewhere. And please understand, when it comes to living Jesus Christ or losing faith in Jesus, it starts off small. Not praying consistently, not reading the Bible consistently. It starts off small, and eventually you come to the place in which you actually fall. Any person who falls, it's because they started little, 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 little. There's a place that that started from. So Jesus is saying, "Remember where that happened." Then it says, "Repent." In other words. At that particular place, you got to repent. you got to be able to say, you know what? I fell because of this situation. Therefore, I'm repenting about this situation. I'm asking God to forgive me about this situation. And then what you do is you now return. You start to do the things that you did at first. You start putting into action the things that you did at first. You start to say, you know what? This is where I was. This is how I was living for Jesus. And that's how you start. R3. So remember where you fell. Repent and return. What I'm interested in is what Jesus says after all of this. This is what Jesus says. Notice what he says. If you don't remember, repent or return, this is what will happen. If not, here's a conditional sentence. Here's a condition. If not, I will come to you and remove the lampstand from its place unless you repent. So there's a consequence. To every choice there's a consequence. So just saying, if you choose not to repent, and here's a beautiful thing about God, He always respects our choice. I was telling uh, our class in Revelation University that the thing that God will do more than any other thing is that He will respect your choice to the core he will not infringe upon your freedom to choose. So Jesus is saying, if he choose not to repent, I'm going to remove the lampstand out of his place. And right here is where I, I really started to, to take off in this, in this text. It started to really speak um, and minister to my spirit. Uh, Jesus says, I will come and take away the lampstand out of his place. Well, when you look at Matthew chapter 5, uh, you discover that Jesus says you are the light of the world. And anybody does not light a lamp and put it under a bushel, but rather a light is to be to be put on a hill so that everybody can see it. So right here Jesus is saying, if you do not repent, I'm going to take away your lampstand. I'm going to hide you. Because the church of Ephesus was a representative of Jesus. They were a light to draw others to Jesus Christ. And therefore, by them placing service before salvation, they were misrepresenting Jesus. They were misrepresenting the gospel. And so Jesus said to them, though you're doing good things for me, though you're working hard for me, but because you are not representing me correctly, therefore, I'm going to remove you from representing me because you are misrepresenting me. Uh, when you study and you understand the way companies operate is that they would have brand ambassadors that represent their brand. And I was reading the news, I came across one particular brand ambassador, uh, his name, Pete Evans. You You may not know him, but he is a, celebrity chef. And he represents the publishing powerhouse, Pan Macmillan. And they publish his books. But uh, this, this man, Pete Evans, he posted on his Instagram a neo-Nazi uh, picture. And because he posted this neo-Nazi picture, the company Pan Macmillan decided to drop him as a brand ambassador. And the reason for that is the, the the post did not properly align with the values of Pan and Macmillan. And this is what Jesus is getting at in this particular text. He's saying, I have to remove the lampstand from his place. I have you take you away as my brand ambassador because you are misrepresenting me. And this is what God helped me to understand: that it is more important to represent him correctly than for us to look good and to do good things. And so please remember in 2022 that you will need to properly represent Jesus. You need to properly be a brand ambassador for him. People need to see you as a good representative of Jesus. Please do not go out in this new year as someone who is misrepresenting God. And that is the greatest crime that you can commit against God. That is to give a wrong Picture about God. And God forbid that some of us are given the wrong picture about God. People, when they see us, uh, they, they always see sadness on our heart. But yet Jesus says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Let people see joy in your life. Be a person who smiles. Be a person who knows how to be resilient. A person who knows how to get back from that. Properly represent your Jesus. Let people be attracted to Jesus. When they see you They need to see Jesus Christ. I'm reminded of a a story. I don't know how true it is, but it makes my point. Somebody was selling books. And when he came to a particular house, he said to the person who opened the door, he says, look, I'm selling books about God. In fact, this book will teach you everything about Jesus Christ. And the man went to explain what the book taught about Jesus Christ. And so the person who opened the door says to the man, If everything you're saying in this book is true, then for me, Jesus lives next door because my neighbor is kind. My neighbor is loving. My neighbor is giving. Uh, My neighbor is is a person who does not hold grudges. My neighbor goes the extra mile. My neighbor makes sure that when I'm in in a struggle, he will come and help me. If everything you're saying about Jesus, then I see it in my neighbor Uh, Can people see that in us? In 2022, I'm challenging us to be people who when people look at us, they say, man, oh man, I don't know what it is about you, but when I'm around you, all I see is peace. I don't know what it is about you, but when I'm around you, I want to be better. I don't know what it is about you, but when I'm around you, all I want to do is to speak positively. I don't know what it is about you, but when I'm around you, all I want to do is to go to church. I don't know what it is about you. But whenever I'm around you, all I want to do is to read the Bible and talk about things of God. I don't know what it is about you, but when I'm around you, I don't want to smoke. I don't want to drink. I don't know what it is about or, or, or what it is about you. But when I'm around you, I wanna treat my wife right. I want to treat my husband right. I don't know what it is about you, but whatever it is about you makes me wanna be a better person. And in 2022, please let us remember that it's more important for us to properly represent Jesus than to meet expectations that people have of our lives. Some of us are dying under the weight of expectations of people. Some of us are dying under the expectations of our family, for our family to be at a certain level, for us to have a certain job. And those are well and good, but the first expectation that you and me need to worry about is how we can properly represent Jesus. How we can be brand ambassadors for Jesus. So remember, in 2022, it's more important to represent Jesus right than wrongly. So when Jesus drops this, he he says something beautiful uh, to the church. He says to them, This you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans. He commends them again. He says, I see good things in you. I like this. You're doing good things. In other words, Jesus is saying, you are meeting my expectations in so many ways. And that's what I love about God. Because the good we are doing, he recognizes it. He points it out. He says, yeah, I see it. But even then, he says, you are not yet at my complete standard yet. You have not fully fulfilled my expectations yet. That's what I want somebody to understand. You might be doing good in praying. You might be doing good in the study of the Bible. You may be involved in church. But please focus on meeting the complete expectations of God. And whatever area of your life God is pointing out for you, that is the area you need to focus on and pay attention to and make that something you make it as a goal for you to meet the expectations of God so that you can properly be at the place where God, through Jesus Christ, can smile at you and say, you know what, this is my daughter right here. Mm, He's got it right. He knows what's going on. He sees everything that I am about. And that's what I want you to remember for 2022, that you need to meet the complete expectations of God. I want to end the way Jesus ends. He says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. When I went back to Matthew, I got a fuller sense of what Jesus means by by saying, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Jesus is talking about spiritual hearing. That is, when you hear something, you change your life because of that. So Jesus is saying, if you have heard everything I've said from verse 1 to verse number 6, if you have heard, then you are going to make me your first love. You are going to make me the priority of your life. You're going to make me the first of the first. You're going to make me one of one. You're going to make me the center of it all. If you truly remember, then I'm going to be the thing you live for. I want somebody to understand the gospel is not meant to be heard. The gospel is meant to be lived. And if you're truly going to remember Jesus, then you will need to take what I've said to you and make it the very existence or the very practice of your life. Please, 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 please stop this hearing sermons after sermons are not changing and remaining the same. Please stop this being convicted and please stop this uh, feeling sorry and and wanting to draw to Jesus uh, but never doing it. Please stop that. Jesus is saying, if you have an ear, if you have heard, then you are going to change your life. In 2022, I'm interested in changed lives. Jesus is interested in changed lives. He's interested... In you being this Christian that is committed to him. So if you truly remember, that is what you're going to do. That's what I've called. That's what I've called somebody to today. To change. To be different. To accept Jesus into your life. Into your heart. I don't know if you want to do that today. To remember Jesus that he should be first and best and last in everything that you should live for him and be driven for him many of us were living for many different things but today it's time to live for Jesus in the full sense of the word Remember. Remember Jesus. Let us pray. Father God, thank you for your words. And I praise you that you've given us a great opportunity to remember you in 2022. Please grant us your grace because we need it. Grant us your direction because we need it. Elevate us because we need it. And we want to appreciate you for everything. And we want to love you, first and foremost. In the awesome wonderful name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Did that word speak to you at a visceral level and you want to respond? Well, today you can do that. The number's on the screen at our JCC hotline number. Reach out to us and we'd be more than happy to help you to start a journey with God. And if the Lord has impressed your mind to contribute and to give, please do that as well on the number on the screen. And I want you to know that whatever you give will help us to continue to talk about the love of Jesus and to help somebody get closer to him. May God bless you and look over you. I'm going to see you real soon. Take care.